Welcome to Central Baptist Church's Sermon Podcast. This program features the preaching and teaching of Corey Ramirez, the pastor of Central Baptist Church of Little Rock, Arkansas. In God's Word, you will find the encouragement needed for today. And now, here is Pastor Ramirez. This morning, we are going to uh, go with a theme over the next few weeks. I got a microphone on here. We're going to go with a theme that we are having in our Bible school which is lost and found. Lost and found. It's a theme where we're going to challenge our children to look at these parables and to understand how good God is by sending His Son, Jesus Christ, to be our Savior. Thank the Lord for that cross that we sang about. You know, the cross of Christ, uh, where He hung and He paid the price for our sin. And this morning, we're going to look at the first parable, and I'm not going to go through it like a class. I'm just going to have a message on it, give you some thoughts here on the lost sheep. That's what I want to talk about, is the lost sheep. Uh, Now, this morning, um, as far as the message itself, we're going to talk about this lost sheep. And I want to begin by saying this, you know, being lost, when you just think about that word lost, it's a terrible thought when you think of being lost. Uh, Maybe some of you have been lost before in school, um, trying to find your way around a campus, or maybe the work itself of school. Uh, Perhaps at work you've been lost at times, trying to catch up or trying to find your way. Uh, Have you ever been lost in a city? You move somewhere or you're traveling and you're trying to find some directions? Uh, it's easy to get lost. How about at an airport? Have you been lost uh, just trying to find where the, the next plane is, where you got to get on? You know, in life, when you get lost, it can be discouraging. Uh, you can get upset. You can get... All sorts of things can happen. As far as uh, this passage, I think we're talking about lost souls. Lost souls. If you're saved here this morning, you were a lost soul, but now you're saved. But you know, there are a lot of lost souls in this world. And that explains a lot of the problems that are going on in our world. Because people are lost. They're without a shepherd. They're without direction. They're without any hope. And that's what I want to talk about here this morning. We're going to talk about this lost shepherd, or this lost sheep, excuse me. And I have three thoughts I'm going to give to you. We're going to talk about the harm that this sheep brought upon himself, I guess you could say, or upon itself. Uh, And we'll look at the sheep a little bit. Then we're going to talk about the help that this sheep received and the help that we all need. We're going to try to make this practical as far as the work of Christ in our life. And then finally, I want to talk about the hope that Jesus Christ provides. And we find that here in this parable. So let's start first with the harm. Uh, This morning, I was teaching the children. I actually enjoyed it. It's been a while since I've taught children. I enjoyed it. And I asked the question, I go, why do you think the sheep was lost? Because we're not told why the sheep went out. I had some pretty interesting answers, all right, some detailed ones. Uh, and actually, some of them, most of them were not ones I'm going to mention. They, the children have a pretty good imagination, I can tell you that. But the answers I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you just four here of why sheep get lost and why they have problems. Uh, and let's read the passage, and we'll get into this here. It says here, verse uh, 4, What man of you having a hundred sheep, if you lose one of them, doth not leave the ninety and nine in the wilderness and go after that which is lost until he find it? So there is a lost sheep in our parable, a lost sheep. Out there on its own, by itself, wandering. We're not told how long the sheep was lost. may have been several days. Uh, You know, recently, I don't know if you've seen it. I showed a picture to the children. There was a sheep that was found uh, a few years ago that had been lost for seven years. Seven years. You look at it online, you'll find the picture just wool all over when they were done. I think it was about 78 pounds of wool came off. 
Uh, he can't take care of itself when it's lost. They just can't. And we find in this passage a lost sheep. Now, here's your thoughts. First, you know, sheep are dirty. Sheep are dirty. Now, let me, let me just clarify this as we go forward. You know, the Bible compares us to sheep, which is not very, uh, you know, nice. It's humbling, actually. You know, it'd be nice to be compared to lions or tigers or some other vicious animal. But the Bible says we're sheep, okay? And I think we can find this here of why. But sheep are dirty. You know, they, they will not and they cannot clean themselves. They need a shepherd to clean them. They need someone to take care of them. Something about sheep that I find interesting is that they are susceptible to all sorts of illnesses and infections. And when one becomes sick, the illness often spreads rapidly to others. Well, physically speaking, I think it's safe to say we're like that, right? Uh, Over the past two years, we've discovered that. But even spiritually speaking, we're like that as well. I mean, we're sinners, is what we are. And like it or not, we fit this description. We're weak uh, and foolish. And when you think about individuals, we're kind of like sheep. If left to ourselves, uh, what do we do? We live unto ourselves, if left to ourselves. Uh, and the Bible shows us, you go back to the Old Testament, what did the Israelites do? They had the law, but when they were left to themselves, they set up idols. They had direction, but left to themselves, they went their own way. And, and I think it's safe to say that we're like that too. Uh, We just kind of do our own thing, uh, follow our own direction, and kind of leads to all sorts of religion and philosophies. The Bible says in Romans 3.10, as it is written, there's none righteous, no, not one. Uh, And you continue reading that passage, it gets pretty descriptive, and it finishes by saying, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, which leaves out nobody. All of us have sinned. We're all sinners. And so like sheep, here's my thought here, like sheep, you need a shepherd. You need a shepherd. So... We're dirty. Second, how about defenseless? You know, sheep are defenseless. They'll walk right into danger. That's what they'll do. Uh, let me give you some words that I don't think I've ever used to describe a sheep. Vicious. Terrifying. Mighty. Uh, you know, sheep are not what we would call creatures that would come out and fight. And give some sort of fear in people. Uh, I shared with the children, I said, uh, we were talking this morning, and I said, if I saw a lion walking across the parking lot, I'd hop back right inside the door, lock it, and call someone. But if I saw a little sheep walking across, I'd probably go see where did this come from. Uh, Because as far as sheep, they're defenseless. You know, in Spain, they have the running of the bulls. I've never seen the running of the sheep. Uh, They might have it somewhere, but... I've never seen it because they're just not creatures that you would have to defend yourself against. Uh, you don't ever, never read of any great sheep battles, even though you'll read of other animals. Like, uh, for example, you know, elk get together once a year and they fight over territory. And there's a, you know, violent fights. Uh, horses do the same thing. Uh, sheep just don't seem to do it. And when they do fight, it's almost, well, it's kind of cute. It's not really terrifying of any way. Uh, there are no stories uh, of sheep that are haunting or fearful. Uh, you know, when you think about it, and this is humbling, but we're similar to sheep. You know, we like to think the other way. We like to think we're strong and we're mighty and we're powerful and we know all these great things and we have it all figured out. In reality, God says, you're nothing but sheep. You're nothing but sheep. Uh, we're powerless in this world. Let me give you two examples. You know, uh, we're powerless when it comes to sin. If you could save yourself, you would have. Now, I'll just put it that way. You could not save yourself. I could not save myself. We needed a savior. We needed a shepherd. Because we are powerless against sin. Sin has 
come in, control this, dominated, dictated. Romans 6.23, for the wages of sin leads to death. It takes us to death. It destroys us. And that's because we're weak against it and we need a Savior. And only Jesus Christ can set the soul free from sin. He's the only one. Nobody else, nothing else. You must repent and believe on Christ to be set free. But even after we're saved, you know what? We need the power of Christ in our life, the power of the Lord. And we must follow the Spirit that God has given and sent to us so that way He can direct us and He can lead us. We need God's strength to live is what we need because we're defenseless. Number three, sheep are easily distracted. All right? Easily distracted. Now, we're going to get back to the parable in a minute. I just want to talk about the sheep here and why the sheep may have been lost. Uh, You know, sheep will wander from one place to another simply based upon their own whims or what they see. They'll just go. And that's why they need a shepherd to guide them and to direct them. Uh, Most of the time, it's out of curiosity. Sometimes fear will drive them, but mostly it's out of curiosity. Let me share something with you that I think it's safe to say we're like sheep. How many of you are easily distracted? I know I am. Even when I'm trying to focus, I'm easily distracted. Uh, There have been times I decided I was going to get online to go find something I really needed to find, uh, only to spend an extra 30 minutes looking at something else. You know, finding this neat article here, or finding this over here. Oh, i got to check this email here. And next thing you know, I plan on spending five minutes, and I spent 35 minutes online just looking at things. Nothing bad, just... Distractions. Distractions. You know, according to eMarketer, they had an article recently that says the average U.S. adult, this, this was written two years ago, so it's not last year, but it says the average U.S. adult spent a bit more time in the digital world than watching television for the first time last year, which would have been three years ago, is what they said. But get this. They concluded this. It's not that people are watching less television, necessarily. It's that experts say people spend an average of 10 hours a day in front of a screen. In other words, they're watching the same amount of television, they're just adding more screens to their life, whether it's a phone, a tablet, a computer screen. And why is that? You think about it, we're just so distracted. There's so much that we can do in this world. Now, once again, I'm not going to encourage anyone to go out and throw their computer out of their phone or their, or their television or anything like that. I'm just going to tell you this, be careful of distractions because there are so many things in this world that can take your, what I would say, your love away for Christ. Now, if you're saved, they can't take you away from Christ, but you can put your love elsewhere. You can put your attention elsewhere. You can put your time elsewhere. You can put your efforts elsewhere, your energy elsewhere, because there's so many distractions out there. So many things where you can go and do, and that'll hinder your relationship with God. It'll stunt your spiritual growth. I can guarantee that. It's going to produce problems in all your relationships. All of them, not just one or two, every single relationship. Uh, I had one pastor say this. He said, if you have a problem in all your relationships then the problem is probably you. And you need to examine your heart because there's something that you're going after instead of seeking after the Lord. And so when we seek after the Lord, that creates obviously the correct, not only attitude in our heart, but also our relationships. So we find here that sheep are easily distracted and people are easily distracted and we can get off course concerning the Lord. Here's the last one. They're dangerous. Not to other people or other animals, okay? They're dangerous to themselves. That's what they're dangerous to. They're creatures of habit. You know, sheep will overgraze and they'll ruin grass. They'll ruin grass. Because what they'll do is they'll just they eat the roots out and they'll remove the food supply. That was a big deal out west during the expansion of our country. 
because you had all those ranchers out there. And they saw the sheep coming and they hated it because they knew they'd destroy everything they got there. I know a pastor today who's a, who grew up a, a rancher and he shared with me once, he said, you know what I discovered that the Bible compared pastors to shepherds? He goes, it just... He said, I grew up thinking, man, I don't ever be a shepherd. He goes, and now I'm a shepherd. He goes, is the way he put it. But you see, the sheep will destroy things. They're creatures of habit. Also, they'll go down the same path, back and forth, and they'll create ruts and gullies. See, if they don't have a shepherd, they're going to create all these problems. They need direction is what they need. Uh, another thing about sheep, they're good, at, they're good at finding trouble. They're good at finding trouble. Let me give you a few examples. Uh, there are stories of sheep who will go after a last bite just to fall off a cliff. They want that last bite of grass right there, and they'll just go right over the edge. Uh, why? Because they're greedy, uh, and they just want more. Christians can be the same way. Also, they'll get tangled in thorns and weeds. They think they can just go through these things, and next thing you know, they find themselves in trouble. Uh, you know, here's the thought I have for you. Like sheep, we can get ourselves in a lot of trouble. A lot of trouble. I do believe that we give the devil too much credit sometimes. You know, we say, oh, the devil, he, he tempted me. Nah, chances are we just got ourselves into trouble. Let me give you two quotes. The late Charles Spurgeon said this. He goes, half the troubles of life are homemade, and they are utterly unnecessary. And D.L. Moody, the late evangelist, said this. I have never met a man who has given me as much trouble as myself. I think I can agree with both those men. Most of the problems in my life are due just to my own attitude, my own decisions, just my own mistakes. And that's how life is. Okay, sheep need a shepherd. Okay, that leads me to my next two thoughts. Let's go to this next one here. How about help? We have a, a sheep out there who's lost and he needs some help. Now, let's look at our passage now. It says here, verse 4 says, What, a man, what man of you having a hundred sheep, if you lose one of them, doth not leave the ninety and nine in the wilderness and go after that which is lost until he find it? Okay, let's consider the shepherd now. In this parable, the shepherd. Uh, and I have two thoughts here. Notice the desire of this shepherd here. Uh, the passage says, the parable says, what one of you who have a hundred sheep, basically, if one of them's lost, you're not going to go find it. So the, the shepherd has 99, but this shepherd is determined to go find that one sheep. That one sheep. Uh, you know, it would have been easy to look, and I think maybe... Humanly speaking, we might say, well, just let it go. You got 99 more. Just let that one go. I got some pets that, you know, they get lost. I have to go find them because, well, the family says I have to. No, I like our animals. But, you know, sometimes they can be frustrating, right? And you can say, wow, wow, I go spend all this time just to bring it back and it's going to get out again and go do this. Well, think about this. This shepherd here was willing to go and find this one sheep. And the parable indicates it was a, a search. It was an a, a intense search. He went looking, left the other 99 so he could go find this one. In other words, he loved this sheep. He cared for it. It was important for him. And his desire was to protect this sheep and to provide. He knew out alone this sheep could not take care of itself. It could not provide food for itself. I mean, it might find something as it wandered around, but it couldn't provide nourishment that it needed. Uh, it couldn't provide direction. It would just wander until it found whatever it found or whether it be trouble or anything else. It couldn't provide any protection for itself. If it ran into a, a wolf or something else, it'd be, it'd be done. And this shepherd knew it. So this shepherd is going out to find it. You know, that tells us that this shepherd had a great desire for this sheep. And let me 
bring this home to you on this. Jesus Christ is the good shepherd. He is the good shepherd. And how much does he love his sheep? He loves you enough to die for you. That's how much he loves you. He can't love you any more than that. Just plain and simple. He loved you enough to die for you, to go to the cross. Uh, I don't think we're going to fully appreciate this till we get to heaven. And we realize what he left behind when he left heaven. You know, we, we get to heaven here in this passage. It talks about the celebration that takes place when a soul saved. You know, I imagine heaven is a place of celebration, rejoicing. And Christ left heaven to come down for lost sinners. What a thought there of how much he loves us. How much he cares for us. How much he loves those people in the world that are without him. That are lost sheep still today that we need to take the gospel to. He loves them. He cares for them. Is willing to leave heaven and die on the cross for us. And so my thought here is don't ever, don't ever think God does not care for you. Okay? You get into a trial. You have a difficulty. You have some trouble in life of some sort. Don't ever believe God does not care. Because he does. And he loves you. And he does care for you. He's already proven that. Just trust in Him. Next, how about determination? Uh, This shepherd was determined to find this sheep. He's going to go until he finds it. He did not leave the sheep to its own destruction. Uh, You know, as I mentioned before, we can be like that. Let me give you a few thoughts. It's easy to look, and especially when you're looking in the world sometimes. And, you know, as Christians, we're to take the gospel out to the lost. Someone without, someone without Christ is a sheep without a shepherd. They have no direction, no hope. And we're to take the gospel to them. Let me give you a few thoughts. You know, sometimes we can look at people in the world and we can think, well, you know what? It's their fault. It's their fault they're there. Maybe someone made some poor decisions in life. Drugs, alcohol, other things. And you say, well, you know what? It's their fault. Well, yeah, it is. But it was my fault I sinned too. And Christ saved me. See, so their fault, yeah, but let's still take the gospel to them. Some may look and say, well, let them suffer. Let them suffer. They deserve it. Or or you may say, or someone may say, you know what? I I hope they struggle or fail. Look at what they did. Look how how honorary they were, how mean they were, or look what they said. Or some may even think this, well, this will teach them a lesson. Well, stop and think about this. That shepherd could have done the same thing with that sheep. He could have said, you know what? That sheep's stubborn. It's foolish. It's left on its own. I'm just going to let it sit out there and deal with the consequences. No, that shepherd went and found it and was determined to protect it. That reminds me of how good Christ is to us. Uh, Once again, I'll say this. If Jesus Christ did not love us, we would not be saved. Okay? Nobody would be saved because nobody deserves salvation. There is not one person that's lived that can say, I deserve to be saved. We're all sinners. We've all sinned against God. It's by His grace that He has saved us. It's because He loves us that He saved us. It's because He's the Good Shepherd that He seeks us out. That we're saved. Gives us hope. Provides direction. You know, I'm grateful that Jesus Christ is not like us. I'm grateful that He loves and that He cares. And He's willing to save us from our sin. You know, Christ was and is determined to save lost sheep. Let me just share that with you. He's determined to save lost sheep. I'm one of them. I'm one of them. I hope you are too. And there are a whole bunch of sheep out there, a whole bunch of lost souls that need a Savior. 
Maybe you've got friends this morning you know that are without Christ. Just stop and think right now. Do you know someone without Christ in your life? Do you have a friend that is lost? Well, they're like a sheep that's lost. They've got no direction. No wonder they may say some things they do. No wonder may they act the way they're acting. It's because they have no shepherd. Pray that God will open up an opportunity for you to be a witness or a testimony to them. Pray for their soul. That God will save them and they'll have a shepherd in life. You see, what we find here is the importance of having a shepherd. And how Christ is determined to save the lost. I'm grateful because I'm saved and I hope you're saved as well. As far as salvation, it's simple. Just understanding you're a sinner. And once you understand that, then it's repentance. Repenting of that sin and accepting Christ. Not, not Christ and something else. You know, church attendance or membership or baptism. No, Christ alone. Accepting the finished work of Christ on the cross. And believing on Jesus for salvation. That's where the faith comes in, accepting Christ. So we find a determined shepherd. I think Christ is a determined shepherd. He died on the cross for our sin. And he'll save anyone that comes to him. That's the best message we have today. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. You can tell that to your friends. You can tell it to family members. You can tell that to co-workers. You can tell that to a stranger. If they accept Christ as their Savior, he will accept them. They'll be saved. And like this sheep, they'll have a shepherd. And that leads me to my final thought here. And let's look at the passage here. This uh, sheep now has some hope in life. It says here in verse 5, And when he hath found it, he layeth it on his shoulders, rejoicing. And when he cometh home, he calleth together his friends and neighbors, saying unto them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep which was lost. All right, two thoughts here. Safety. Safety. Now this, this happened immediately. He found the sheep, and what did he do? He just didn't leave it there. He rescued it. The Bible says he picked it up, put it on his shoulders, and carried him home. So what we find here is the lost sheep was rescued from his troubles. And the shepherd pulled it away from whatever was harming it, whatever was hurting it, whatever was hindering it. You think about sin, it does all three of those things to us. Harms us, hurts us and others, and hinders our relationship with God. And so what we find is Christ, or the shepherd here, saved the sheep, and Christ does the same with the lost. He saves sinners from sin. Romans 6.23, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. You know, when someone is saved, if you're saved here this morning, the Bible says you've been saved from the penalty of sin, first off, and that's death. All right, now you're going to have physical death, but you have spiritual life, is what the Bible teaches. And when you leave this world, you take your last breath. By the way, if the rapture does not occur, all of us will hit that point at some time. We'll take our last breath here on earth. And when you do that, the Bible teaches if you're saved, you'll go to be with the Lord. You'll go to be with God. Why? Because Christ has saved your soul. He's given you new life. He's given you eternal life. He's rescued you from sin. And that penalty, the penalty of sin is now gone. You don't have to pay the penalty. He paid the penalty for you. And secondly, I believe once someone is saved, Christ also saves them from the power of sin. Uh, What I mean by that is, once you're saved, the Bible teaches not only do you have Christ in your life, who is almighty. What did Paul say? I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. We have a picture up here of a shepherd carrying the sheep. You know, once you're saved, 
Let Christ carry your life. All right? He'll give you the strength to overcome whatever temptations are there. He'll give you the strength to do what he wants you to do. What we find as far as the power of sin, you have Christ in your life. I do all things through Christ who strengtheneth me. He can give you strength to overcome any troubles, any trials, any temptations. Also, he sent the Spirit to dwell within your heart, to guide and direct, to teach you, to comfort you. Folks, there's no reason why we can't live for God. He's given us all the tools that are necessary. What we have to do is put those in use. And live unto the Lord. Yield unto God. And that's safety though. He's provided safety for us. How about number two? How about this? The security that this sheep now has. Notice where the shepherd took them. He took them home. He took them home. Now I I enjoy my home. I I thank the Lord for my family. Uh, You know, uh, spending time with my family is precious time. I enjoy my family. I thank the Lord for them. But that place that we stay is not my home eternally. It's just not. Have you ever felt out of place here in this world? If you're saved, it's probably because you are out of place a little bit. There's a home waiting for you in heaven. That shepherd grabbed hold of that sheep and took him home. When you're saved, that's what Christ does for you. He grabs hold of you, carries you, and he'll take you home. Now, it may be a while. I'm not looking for. I'm looking forward to getting to heaven, but I'm not saying I want to go tomorrow or anything. I go enjoying life right now. So it may be a while before the Lord takes you, but that's where He's taking you. He's taking you home. He's taking you where He is going to eternally provide for you. You know, we find here as far as this shepherd, this shepherd provided strength for the sheep. Notice He didn't pull the sheep behind Him. You know, dragging Him. He didn't push the sheep. He picked that sheep up and carried it. That's what Christ will do for us as well and provide strength. Also, he'll provide direction. Notice the sheep in this picture. He didn't have to do nothing up there as far as direction. He just went for the ride. Uh, I think sometimes that's our problem is we're trying to direct our own life instead of letting the Lord direct our life. We want to go the way we want to go instead of the way God wants us to go. Turn the video over to, to Psalm uh, the fifth psalm. I read this this week that the uh, Lord really just touched my heart with this. And I'll read it to you in Psalm chapter 5. It says here in verse 8 of Psalm chapter 5. It says, Lead me, O Lord, in thy righteousness because of mine enemies. Notice what he says here. Make thy way straight before my face. Make thy way straight before my face. You know, we have a habit of saying, Lord, make my way straight. Make what I want to do possible. Make what I think should be done happen. Notice David said, Lord, make your way straight. I just want to follow. You direct me in life. You give me direction. You give me what you want me to do. You show me what I need to do, and I'll do it. Let me follow you. The sheep. The sheep. We have here sheep being directed. Also, the shepherd's not going to provide for the sheep and protect it. That sheep is not taken care of. You know, Christ is the good shepherd. He'll provide all your needs. He'll provide all your needs if you let him. You know, this morning, here's the question it comes down to. Are you saved? Is Jesus Christ your shepherd? Is he your shepherd? See, there's a difference between Christ being a savior and then being your savior. 
You're not saved because you grew up in a home where the gospel was presented and your mom and dad went to church. That's not salvation. Uh, you know, sometimes there are a lot of people in this world that are lost that were raised in good homes. And it's because they had the wrong, I guess you say, perspective. They thought because they were raised in a good home that everything was all right. That they were saved because they went to church, because mom and dad were saved. Well, that's not the case. You must repent of your sin. You must believe on Christ for salvation. You must make that decision. And then you're saved. So the question is, are you saved here this morning? Is Jesus Christ your shepherd? And then if you are saved, have you submitted your life to Christ? Your will, Lord, not mine. I'll do what you want me to do. Do you follow the ways of God? And do you seek to do His will? Do you rely upon Him for all things? Being your shepherd. I'd like us to bow our heads here this morning. The Bible tells us that Jesus Christ is the good shepherd. And that He cares for His sheep. It tells us uh, in other passages, not only does He seek His sheep, but He saves them. And then He provides for them and protects them. You know, this morning, most importantly, make sure you belong to Jesus Christ. Make sure you're saved. You've been listening to the preaching of Pastor Ramirez of Central Baptist Church of Little Rock, Arkansas. We hope today's message encouraged you. If you would like more information about Pastor Ramirez or Central Baptist Church, please visit our website, centralbaptistchurch.org. Thank you for listening today. Be sure to join us again for another message from God's Word.